This is the Gospel for Life, where we have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. Around the table today is Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Jonathan Van Hoogen from Dayspring United Reformed Church, Vinnie Hanke from Valley Life Community Church, and Ryan Hemphill from Treasure Valley Reformed Presbyterian Church. To catch earlier broadcasts, just search The Gospel for Life wherever you subscribe. To find out more about this ministry and about our annual conference, go to ReformationBoise.com. Welcome back to The Gospel for Life. If you remember from yesterday, since you hang on every word that we say, I know you do, that we are doing theme days. So yesterday was Mental Health Monday, and today is Throwback Tuesday, but more significant than just being Throwback Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Today, October 31st, is Reformation Day. Why do we call this particular day Reformation Day? Because back in uh, 1517, on this day, uh, Martin Luther nailed his 95 theses to the church door in Wittenberg, Germany. And just, boom, kick-started the Reformation from there. What was at the core of the 95 Theses? What, what was Luther doing? What was going on? What, what's the backdrop to some of those events? The biggest issue was the indulgence system. And he was writing uh, to deal with this indulgence system, which, which basically, you know, it had, it had grown to such a degree that the indulgences were being sold um, by the church, and they applied to not only temporal but earthy earthly punishments imposed by the church, but also to punishments that could be endured, as they said, in purgatory. So if Johann Tetzel was selling indulgences at the time in Germany, uh, when a coin in a coffer rings, a soul from purgatory springs. And Luther began to have an issue with the the idea of the selling of indulgences to uh, remove the consequences of sin. Matthew Barrett wrote a book uh, just came out called uh, Reformation is Renewal, and, and his whole thesis of his of his text is that the reformers weren't trying to create something new, but rather were uncovering or rediscovering something old and trying to reform or bring the church back to the text of Scripture. And, and one of the quotes in the initial introductory chapter uh, from Calvin is this, is that uh, uh, illiterate men of indifferent character had led to the corruption of the church. And so part of the Reformation spirit that that Luther began was this idea of repentance being at the core of life. And so uh, getting back to the text of Scripture and getting back to the idea that we can form our life and our faith and our church according to the Scripture rather than the traditions and practices that illiterate men of indifferent character had created. It's interesting that if you read through the 95 Theses, what you'll find is that the theology of of Luther is actually still fairly Catholic. Mm. I mean, just listen to this. Christians are to be taught that the buying of indulgences is a matter of free choice, not commanded. So he's not actually coming out and, and completely saying that indulgences are wrong. He'll get there. Yeah. But not quite yet. Yeah, when you read when you read through the uh, ninety five theses, you're going to find what you are surprised at are the things that aren't there. So you're not going to read about uh, justification by faith. You're not going to read anything about the authority of the Bible 
or the priesthood of all believers, you know, things that became part of Reformation doctrine. Truly, it, it, was, about, it was about the indulgence system primarily, and uh, yet he does start with his first thesis question when our Lord and Master Jesus Christ said, repent, he willed that the entire life of believers to be one of repentance, which, was, which is kind of an, impor- uh, an important you know, point. I, I, it's something that you know, we live by you know, when we confess our sins, you know, when we, you know, because the Bible says that he that says he has no sin is a liar and the truth is not in him. And so the very idea of coming to God in confession before him regularly is important. Our whole life is a matter of repenting before God. It's interesting, as you look at these, you'll find that Luther, at this point in time, still believes in purgatory. Mm-hmm. He says, furthermore, it does not seem proved either by reason or by scripture that souls in purgatory are outside of the state of merit, that is, unable to grow in love. So at this point, he's still holding on to some of the beliefs that eventually he is going to say are out, out of bounds with regard to, to the scriptures. But we still call this the beginning of the Reformation, even though Reformation ideas are very much still in seed form. The the germ was the germ of it was there. The uh, the seed of it was there. You know, for instance, you know his uh, ninety five theses. Uh, the sixth point was the Pope can't remit any guilt except by declaring and showing that it has been remitted by God. So in that in that sense, uh, how would you show that? You would have to go and and determine that from scripture mm-hmm. um you know we we do not pronounce absolution we 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 give an assurance of pardon based on the forgiveness and testimony of scripture yeah, yeah. and we spent a lot of time on soul scriptura when we went through the solas and that is because it is the foundation and that's what like you said the, all those things are steed form here but he's still kind of holding on to some of the catholic doctrine but it's moving towards this idea of soul scriptura where it has to be corroborated in Scripture. Yeah, the, the 54th thesis says, Injury is done to the Word of God when, in the same sermon, an equal or larger amount of time is devoted to indulgences than to the Word. So we see that, that little seed form of lifting up uh, the, the Scripture as the authority and the, and the main place for the believer's life and the life of the church. So what you'll find here is Luther is is really concerned about the abuses of the church. If you remember back from some previous shows, what we said is that the, the Reformation is happening is going to happen on two different levels. It's, one is going to be about the abuses of the church, which everybody agreed was there. The other one is, is a discussion about theology. At the time of the 95 Theses, it, it is really about abuses of the church that is the primary driving force behind Luther's anger and desire to debate with the church to mm-hmm. correct some of these immoral, unethical abuses. And that's what's coming out here. What drives this, though, is that Luther is going to turn to the scriptures to find his answers, mm-hmm. and the word will transform him. Mm-hmm. And it, it will be that Luther will come as he begins to spend more time in the Word to the theological truths that we just got done talking about in the, in the solas. Those come out after 1517. Mm-hmm. Luther in 1517 is not the Luther of 1520 and 1521. He'll be transformed by the Word of God, and God will use that in a powerful way to transform 
the theology of the church, not just the practice of the church. He's going to mature very quickly. Yes, he's going to mature. You know, but his his first his first problems were, you know, the you know as we said, this matter of in, indulgences being sold there, and he saw this as a a problem of greed and avarice, uh, and he you know so he would say that these indulgence sellers were only preaching human doctrines because they were saying as soon as that uh, money clinks in the money chest the soul flies out of purgatory and and he, so he was he was probably he had a big problem with the way in which people were given they were given false assurances and this was the problem that he had ultimately with it was they they you have this false assurance that your sin could be pardoned by just simply uh, giving some money and this is one of the long run uh, importances of the reformation is that it gets us back to scripture. I mean, there are uh, times in the scripture where God cries out against those who take it upon themselves to give a word of the Lord that he has never given. And it comes with disastrous consequences, both for the one giving it, but then for those hearing. And this tenet of the Reformation to get us back to scripture, as the church had gotten so far away from it, and teaching the uh, commandments of men as uh, the truth and the doctrine, even putting it on par with Scripture, it, it as Luther was transformed through his seeking answers in the Word, it's a reminder that that is the means through which God changes us, and that is the means through which God shapes us and sanctifies us, is through his Holy Spirit's work applying his Word to us and making us more like Christ. Yeah, if the, if if through the word of God we have the assurance of our sins forgiven because of who God is, Luther's going to ask, "What then does the Pope remit? What mm-hmm. does he do? What what really does he do? If if I already if I confess my sins before God and He's faithful and just to forgive my sins and <coughs> cleanse me of unrighteousness, what has the Pope done in mm-hmm. that regard?" Maybe this is an unfair question to pose to you guys. Um, but I'm going to pose it anyway, so maybe I shouldn't start with that disclaimer. But <laughs> Well, if it is unfair, we'll just have you answer it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll just have that awkward silence as you. Have we lost, as the Protestant churches, the heart of the Reformation? How would you assess, broadly speaking, the, the church today? Well, I think if we go back to the, the solas, you know, Scripture alone, faith alone, grace alone, through Christ alone, to the glory of God alone, I would say that in many in many areas the broad evangelical church is missing out because you can be you can arrive in a church and never open your Bible. You you know maybe maybe there's a scripture read and never referenced to in the proclamation of God's word, which would not be the proclamation of God's word. You can you know there is a, an insistence it, it's very man centered rather than God centered. So in you know in broad terms you could say yes. I think people need to be concerned about what they are getting if they are just simply showing up on Sunday in some church. Are am I hearing what? was moving the Reformation at that time. As Jonathan said, it really depends on what what waters you're swimming in. You know, I think there are Reformed churches that this is the the food we eat, the water we drink, the air we breathe is the heart of that Reformation. Mm-hmm. But there there are those, in, you know, independent 
big EV churches that have lost this, where programming or practice has replaced the authority. What if works? You build it, well, they'll come. You know that yeah. kind of uh, you know field of appeals to the masses. You know, it's like you know, if you entertain enough people, you can call it church. Yeah, prag- when pragmatic pragmatism takes over, when we start arranging and, and creating church buildings, worship services, sermons that are going to appeal to people to draw them in rather than to convict the sinner and, and or to you know afflict the uh, comfortable and and uh, comfort, comfort the, the afflicted, afflicted. Mm-hmm. Uh, rather than doing that when you when you create things just to appeal or tickle the ears and hearts of, of people i think then you've lost the heart of reformation because that's what indulgences were about mm-hmm. tickling the hearts and minds of people for the benefit of raising money within the context of the church there was several years ago i was uh, uh doing some sermon work at a coffee shop in seattle and uh, and it started, uh, there was a guy there and we started talking and he was uh, shocked that I was uh, preparing a sermon from the Bible. And so he said his, their pastor, and I'm using quotation marks, would take news articles and talk about that in their sermons. So, I mean, that's kind of an extreme example, but whenever the word is replaced by human concepts or human traditions or human ideas, then we're losing that uh, Reformation principle. If you go back to that 54th thesis, injury is done to the word of God when in the same sermon an equal or larger amount of time is devoted to fill in the blank yep. than to the word. And at the end of the day, we've lost some of the of the Reformation when we actually minimize God and salvation and maximize us. And salvation becomes about what we do and what we contribute, our faith, our whatever it might be and we've lost really the the core which is the gospel Mm -hmm. that we have a god that saves sinners because he does all and it's because of that that we give him all the glory Mm -hmm. well you've been listening to the gospel for life we'll see you next time